Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada and I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. Today we're going to talk about one of the most contested topics around technology and that is children and technology. Should we let children use technology? And if so, what's the limits? How much is enough? And also very importantly, should schools use technology in education and if so, how do they go about it? First things first, let's talk about technology and children. Now, a lot of parents raise this concern that should my child be allowed to use technology? Should I let my child have a cell phone, a tablet, a computer, a gaming device or one any one of the loads of technology gadgets that are out there? Now, there's no simple straightforward answer to that. But what we need to do as parents, as adults, is to look at the world around us and see what kind of a world we are living in. We're living in a technology-driven world. No one can deny that. No one can stick their head in the ground and say, well, there's no technology all around us. Technology is everywhere. We're using technology, whether it's in our pockets or it's in our cars or it's in our homes, in our businesses, it's in the airplanes that we use to travel from place to place, it's everywhere. Now, with that in mind, keeping that in mind, our children are growing up in that age, in that day and age, when they are surrounded and totally surrounded by technology. Those of us that are 30, 30, 35 years and older, we'll remember a time without most of this technology. The most advanced technology when I was growing up was a pocket calculator that was fascinating. Here's this tiny little device that can do all sorts of calculations. And then came computers, these little 8-bit machines that used to connect to the back of a TV. That was about it. But as time went on, we saw technology coming into existence. We saw newer and newer technologies. Then this thing called Internet suddenly came about that had all kinds of information to offer. And today... We got that internet right in our pockets. So these children that were born after 1995, 1996 onwards, they don't know a life without this technology, even though we know a life. We've seen a life without this technology. So these kids are what we call digital natives. They've been born into it. They live in it. For them, there's no life without mobile phones. There's no life without internet connectivity. There's no life without social media. So they need it to thrive. They need it to, in a way to survive. But not just that. When you look at today's job market, who are the people at the most biggest advantage? It's those people that have access to technology, that have skills with technology. Whether it's in profession or it's in business, whether it's in uh, law or medicine or engineering or accounting, no matter the, the field that you, that you are in, even agriculture, if you have technology skills, you are at an advantage compared to those that don't have technology skills. So now keeping this in mind, we can answer the question, should children have access to technology? The answer, in my opinion, is yes. Children should have access to technology. And they should have access, but with a condition that they're using it for good, they're using it for something constructive, they're using it 
for something that will advance their careers going forward. And then on the other hand, you got technology as a way of passing time or entertainment or worse still for doing things that are wrong, for looking at things that are wrong. Obviously, those things are completely off the table. I mean, where, you know, we understand when you're looking at uh, things like cell phones and internet, there's a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of harm out there. But the question is, does the good overcome the harm or not? Does the good outweigh the harm, the evil out there or not? So now we've got the good things that can happen with technology and we've got the evil things that can happen. But in between now, you've got these things like social media, WhatsApp chatting, Facebook, etc., which if they're used for good, can lead to lots of good. And if they're used for bad, can lead to really serious problems. Now, let me give you an example. A person, person A, has access to Facebook and uses Facebook for marketing his business. He contacts prospective customers. He displays his goods. He puts out prices. He puts out daily Facebook posts. He puts out posts on Instagram. And people see these and they come and they purchase his, his, his items that he has on offer. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Now he's got a way of earning a halal risk, of earning a good halal income through this technology. But then person B on the other hand, has taken the completely wrong end of the stick. He's using Facebook to chat with Ghir Mahram females that are not his wife. He's using it to try and spark up relationships that are not uh, uh, the good type of relationships. And he's using the internet to look at pictures, to look at things that he shouldn't be looking at. Now, who do you blame for this? Do you blame the technology or do you blame the user? The one person is using technology for his business. Let's bring in a third person, a third example. you got this person who is on social media, who's got a blog, who's got a, 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 a podcast channel where he dispenses information about deen. He dispenses information about his religion, about Islam. He gives people advice through social media, through his website, through his blog, through his podcast. All the time, he's reaching out to people all over the world and he's doing what? He's inviting people towards the good. Now, that's the third person. You see, we've got A, a business person who is earning a good legitimate income for himself and his family. Then we've got a person, a scholar, who's using the internet for research and for learning and teaching. And then you've got a person who's using the internet for bad things, for things that, that are a waste of time. He's spending hours on YouTube. He's spending hours on Netflix. He's spending hours on Facebook, just chatting, idly chatting to the wrong types of people. Now, again, my question, who do you blame? Do you blame the technology or do you blame the user? Obviously, any intelligent person will tell you that you'd blame the user. You don't blame the technology. Let's take another example, a knife. You take that knife, you use it in your kitchen for the normal uses. You, you're cutting a fruit, you're dicing some veggies, etc. The knife is good. Now you take that knife to attack a human being and suddenly you're using the knife for evil. What's the common factor? It's not the knife, it's you, it's the user. 
the user is at fault, not the device itself, not the object itself. So now, when we talk about technology, we need to be very clear about that. And this is one of the biggest mistakes we make in an emotional state. We get all worked up and we start blaming technology. Friends, there are people that are listening to my voice in so many different countries right now. You are listening to me speaking. I am teaching you something about technology. I'm teaching you something about your religion. I'm using it for good. So why should we blame technology when things go wrong? We don't blame technology. We blame the people that have done the bad, the people that are doing the good or the, the evil. So now, what do we do to curb that? I'll come back to that. So coming back to technology. Now, if we teach our kids, let's consider an ideal scenario, a happy day scenario, where our kids like person A and B, like the business person and the scholar, they're using technology for good. They're using technology to forward their businesses or to advance their careers or to enlighten themselves. They're doing online courses. There's some ulama that run courses on, on sira and tafsir online. Now, if a person is using it for all of this and a person is using it to reach out to people, then that's phenomenal. That's a phenomenal use of technology. That's a beautiful use of technology. Now, how do we get that? What is the way to reach that ideal scenario and avoid the bad? I mean, this is the essence of, of Islam, isn't it? Ta'muruna bil ma'ruf wa tanhauna anil munkar. You guide people towards good and you forbid them from evil. How do we guide our kids towards the good with technology and how do we keep them away from the evil? Let me tell you how it's not done. It's not done by shunning technology altogether, by banning them from technology. That's not the way it's going to happen. Because in that way, we're not teaching our kids to use technology responsibly. We're just shying away from our responsibility as adults, as parents, as teachers, from teaching them proper use of this technology. And rather than shying away from it, rather than using what I call the ostrich mentality and sticking our heads in the ground and hoping the problem goes away, we should be teaching our kids to use technology responsibly. Son, daughter, this is the good, this is the evil, and this is the path in between. Don't tread that evil part. Tread the good. Find all the good. Here are your options. And I'll give you some examples now. All the good that's happening using technology. United States in San Francisco. There's a young man who is sitting in his house and teaching kids all over the world maths and science. This young man's name is Salman Khan. No, he's not that Salman Khan that some people might know about, the Bollywood Salman Khan. This is a different Salman Khan. He's a Muslim youngster who built a massive online reputation. He's got millions and millions and millions of followers. Doing what? He sat at home and he started teaching people math and science. He started teaching firstly his own nieces and then more and more and more people picked up on that. And they started requesting more and more videos and he gave them just that. And what happened? His popularity grew. 
Now you see, here's an example of a person that's using technology for immense good. He's got a following around the world. His videos are being translated into a number of languages. In the same way, there are so many radio stations that have now gone to the internet, like this one and the podcast, where people are using technology for disseminating knowledge. Let me give you another example. There's a group of women. You'll find their website uh, online. I'll give you the link later on. There's a group of women who found that the suicide rate among American youth is very, very high, especially the girls. And there's a number of reasons for this which we're not going to delve into. So what they decided was they decided to start a little website where they invite girls to talk to them, to counsel them, to become their friends, to pour out their hearts if they're having an issue. It could be a simple issue, but then the child doesn't know how to deal with it and then she goes and commits suicide and then there's a whole lot of grief for everybody and there's a whole lot of regret for the parents. So these women, they put their minds together and they came out with this website. And that's another phenomenal use of technology. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that we can all, not just one or two people, we can all use technology for good. Let me give you another example. I've got students all over the world. I personally, I teach people how to design websites and how to, how to program computers. I've got students all over the world. The one I'm proud, the most proud of, I've never actually met. She did a course by me online. This is uh, a woman who, is, who observes uh, niqab, full niqab. I've never seen her. She's never seen me, but she's done my online course. And then she is now doing her own web design business. And she works with her clients in the same way also. Everything over email. She never sees them. They never see her. Monies are transferred. Websites are, d uh, are developed. And she's doing well for herself. Now, here's another phenomenal use of technology. We need to be teaching our kids how to use this technology. Now, question. Where do they get that knowledge from? They get the knowledge from parents and from schools. Now, here there needs to be a, a combination, there needs to be a partnership between parents and schools to bring technology into our children's lives and to teach them to use technology responsibly. Please, child, don't waste your time on Instagram, don't waste your time on Facebook, don't waste your time on Netflix and YouTube and, and chat groups. Use technology for all the good that's out there. And I think, personally, if schools are shying away from that then we're doing our children a great injustice but even where schools do bring technology in they can't just do it willy-nilly they need to do it in a structured manner they need to do it in a way that that is constructive rather than in a way that will cause the whole scheme to backfire okay so the next question on your mind is okay you encouraging parents and schools to give kids technology to give them opportunities to use technology and you're also saying that they must use technology constructively give us some ideas what in what ways can children use technology constructively there are literally thousands of apps out there that are actually really good for children but fortunately in this episode we've shortlisted a few which 
Masila is going to tell us all about. Masila, what are the apps out there that are really good for children? Tell us, uh, list a few for us and tell us how they are going to benefit kids. You're right. There are just so many apps and websites like this on the internet. And I've just made a list of a few of my favorites. So, at number one, if you have kids who are in school and they're battling with maths or English and um, maybe they don't, you don't want to send them to a tutor, there's wonderful websites like you've mentioned, like Khan Academy, that have these courses online for free. All you have to do is create an account and start learning. My that's correct. If you have an, uh, a phone or a tablet, you can get the Khan Academy app. My second choice would be learn how to code. And again, there are so many uh, websites and apps. Two of my favorites are CompuKids and Code.org. Now, hold on. What, what's the meaning of coding? Does it have anything to do with breaking some passwords and things? Well, not exactly, but somewhere along those lines. Coding means um, learning how to program a computer. And, and there's so many fields that, that you can get into, um, especially that kids can get into, um, when it comes to, to coding. And a, a few benefits of learning how to code is it, it sharpens your mind. It, it boosts your creativity and it actually helps kids in, in subjects like maths because coding makes you think logically. Now, kids play games all the time and learning how to code, they can actually start to make their own games. That's impressive. So coding is more or less like, like maths of the 21st century. I agree, and in my opinion, a lot more useful to to kids, especially kids who have access to technology all the time. My third favorite thing will be learn a language. Um, there's, again, amazing websites and apps like Duolingo or Babbel that you can learn languages from French, Zulu, Afrikaans, Spanish, and even Arabic. So if, you, if you've ever wanted to speak Arabic or learn how to understand the Quran while you're reading, this is a perfect place to start. And my final, um, my final app is an app called Insight Heart. Now, this app is only available if you have an iPhone or an iPad. Apple has introduced a new feature into the iPhones called Augmented Reality. Now, this lets you use your camera and bring in an object from your phone into real life. And you can move your camera around this object and look at it from different angles. Now, obviously, a massive uh, benefit of this is uh, in education. For example, in, in, in biology, there is an app called Inside Heart that will let you look at a 3D model of a heart. And you'll be able to move your tablet or phone around this heart You'll be able to dissect it. You'll be able to go into it and look at all the veins and arteries. And there are apps like this for observing the stars, observing the planets, um, observing uh, the whole human body as well. That's amazing because now you've you got access to organs. You, you can learn about the organs. You can appreciate Allah's creation just on your cell phone. So augmented reality means that you're looking at it in your screen. It looks... Through your screen, it looks as if it's in the real world, but it's not really there. It's actually a, 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 a almost like a hologram. And as you're moving your phone around, you can see the other angles of it. 
And from what I understand about these apps, you can actually take apart that heart. You can see inside the, the different chambers. And I've, I've also come across this one biology app. I don't know if you know about it, where you can dissect an animal and look at its innards. Correct. There is, uh, they do have that app. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But um, another thing that this app, apps like these will allow you to do is actually animate the organs. So, for example, the heart besides just looking at it and looking inside it but you can animate it and and look at at how it actually uh, beats and how the blood flows in and out of it how the blood gets uh, the oxygen it, it's phenomenal. fascinating that is really phenomenal so you've named quite a you know some really good uh, apps here but uh, there's, there's thousands more and i i'm sure just by doing a search on the app store we can find more so in conclusion, when we talk about technology and kids, or even technology and us as adults, we should be very careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't completely discard technology because of a few evils that are out there. Look at the good, look at the immense good that technology can bring to the table. Look at the immense opportunities for education, for communication, with people around the world. Look at the immense opportunities to touch people's lives, like those ladies that are running the online uh, counseling. It's phenomenal what these people are achieving with technology. And I think if we learn to use technology responsibly, and we as adults, we become role models for our kids, and we teach them how to use technology responsibly, then we'll find that there's only good coming out of it. And that's it for today's show. And uh, we hope to catch our listeners again next week.